The kakadu plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good but be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh. Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey y'all, Eve's here. We're doubling up today with two events in history. One from me and one from former host Tracy V. Wilson. On with the show. Welcome to this day in history class from HowStuffWorks.com and from the desk of Stuff You Missed in History Class. It's the show where we explore the past one day at a time with a quick look at what happened today in history. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Tracy B. Wilson and it's January 11th. Oral arguments began before the U.S. Supreme Court in Hernandez versus Texas on this day in 1954. This goes back to a murder case. On August 4th, 1951, Pedro Hernandez, who went by Pete, murdered Gaetano Espinoza, known as Joe, in a tavern in Edna, Texas. There's some dispute about exactly what led to this murder, but the fact that Hernandez killed Espinoza was really clear. Hernandez was indicted and denied bail, and his mother went to attorney Gustavo Garcia, who was known as Gus, for help. Hernandez wound up with a defense team that included several experienced civil rights lawyers, including Garcia, Carlos Cadena, John J. Herrera, and James DeAnda. So it might seem strange for a straightforward murder case to include so many defense lawyers, especially so many lawyers that had experience in civil rights cases in Texas already. And that was because, while working on an earlier case, Herrera and DeAnda had discovered that people of Mexican descent were systematically being excluded from juries in the state of Texas. They had gone through all the records and found that in 70 Texas counties over the prior 25 years, 
there had never been a single person with a recognizably Mexican surname on a jury. And the court system had gone around that discovery with the argument that people of Mexican ancestry were classified not as Mexican from a legal perspective, but as Caucasian or white. In Deanda's words, quote, well, Mexicans are Caucasians, and there were Caucasians on the jury. So what are you fussing about? So when these men became involved in the defense of Pete Hernandez, it was not just about Hernandez's constitutional right to an attorney, which is guaranteed under the Sixth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. It was also about the impartiality of that jury and the idea of whether it was possible for a Mexican defendant to truly get a fair trial in a court system that appeared not to allow Mexican jurors on the jury. Throughout Hernandez's trial, the defense team tried to make the argument that the exclusion of people of Mexican descent from the jury was discriminatory. And during all of this, they tried to establish that even though Mexicans were classified as white legally, Mexicans and people of Mexican descent were treated as a class apart from Anglos. In Cadena's words, quote, about the only time that so-called Mexicans, many of them Texans for seven generations, are covered with the Caucasian cloak is when it serves the ends of those who would shamelessly deny this large segment of the Texas population their fundamental rights. At his trial, Hernandez was found guilty, and the case went through a series of appeals before finally being heard before the U.S. Supreme Court. And the team knew it was really risky to take this case to the Supreme Court. None of them had ever argued before the Supreme Court before. And Hernandez had murdered someone. He was not likely to have the court's sympathy at all. It's also very expensive to take a case to the Supreme Court, and the attorneys involved would all be losing income for their time away from their own practices while they did it. So there was a lot going on. But... The Supreme Court did agree to hear the case. This made Hernandez versus Texas the first Supreme Court case directly connected to civil rights for Mexican Americans and the first case to be argued before the Supreme Court by Mexican American attorneys. The Supreme Court issued its unanimous decision on May 3rd of 1954. The decision was that being denied a jury of his peers, including Mexican-Americans, meant that Pete Hernandez was being denied his 14th Amendment protections. This denial was unconstitutional. This was a milestone ruling, not just for Mexican-Americans, but also for the idea that there are not simply two racial classes in the United States, Black and white, but there are also other classes of people who may also need protections and guarantees of their rights and that these classes may not even be related to race. There has, however, been some debate about how much this decision really helped Mexican-Americans because its core question was not whether Mexican-Americans deserved equal rights or about securing equal rights for Mexican-Americans. It was really about whether Mexican-Americans were to be considered white. There is more about this in the September 27th, 2017 episode of Stuff You Missed in History Class. Thanks to Casey Pegram and Chandler Mays for their audio work on this show. You can subscribe to the Stay in History Class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. And you can tune in tomorrow for a tragic blizzard. Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. 
I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, we'll boot it! Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. You write the books, Jin. And last hour on the business. I understand now. It's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Jean, huh? oh. run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Eves, and you're listening to This Day in History Class, a show where we peel back a new layer of history every day. The day was January 11th, 1879. 
British troops led by Lieutenant General Lord Chelmsford invaded Zululand, which was a monarchy in southern Africa. The invasion marked the start of the nearly six-month-long Anglo-Zulu War, which resulted in the defeat of the Zulus. Some historians have also marked January 10th, 12th, and 22nd as the beginning of the war. In the early 19th century, warrior king Shaka conquered all the groups in Zululand and united them under a single state. The Zulu kingdom grew in size and military might in the years after Shaka took over, though it did weaken after his death in 1828. Boers, or the descendants of Dutch and Huguenot immigrants, had land claims on territory held by the Zulu kingdom. The Zulu people frequently clashed with the Boers over land and cattle. In 1843, the British annexed the Natalia Republic to form the colony of Natal, But in the second half of the 19th century, the British Empire wanted to further extend its influence in South Africa. Britain wanted labor for the diamond fields, Boer land claims, and to create a confederation in South Africa. Sir Bartle Freer was appointed the British High Commissioner to South Africa and sent to Cape Town to take South Africa's British colonies, Boer republics, and independent black states and turn them into a confederation. But Zululand, bordering Natal and the Transvaal, was powerful and self-reliant. Sir Bartle Freer and Sir Theophilus Shepston, British governor of Natal and the Transvaal, saw the Zulu people as a threat to the policy of confederation and prosperity in South Africa. So in December of 1878, under the pretext of border incursions into Natal by the Zulu people, the British sent an ultimatum to Zulu King Tejwayo to disarm and pay reparations, among other terms. But Tejwayo refused to bow to the demands for federation or to disband his army. The ultimatum expired on January 11, 1879, or January 10th by some accounts. So the British decided to invade Zululand. The plan was to occupy the Zulu royal crawl, or village, at Ulundi by advancing on it from three directions. One column of Lord Chelmsford's invasion force crossed into Zululand near the mouth of the Tugela River. Another entered Zululand from the Transvaal, heading toward Ulundi from Utrecht. And the center column crossed the Buffalo River at Rourke's Drift. The Zulus had some guns, mostly muskets and some rifles, but many warriors had shields and spears. The first attack of the war took place on January 12th. The Zulu people suffered more losses than the British in that battle. But the British were defeated at the Battle of Isanwana later that month, when the Zulu killed hundreds of their soldiers and took their rifles and ammunition. Fighting continued until July, when Chelmsford's troops moved on to Jwayo's royal villages at Ulundi. Tejwayo was forced to flee and captured in August, then exiled to the Cape. The British divided the kingdom into 13 territories under appointed chiefs. Civil war soon broke out, and in 1883, Tejwaya was reinstalled as king. But his power was limited, and he died the next year. Zululand was declared a British territory in 1887, and 10 years later, it was annexed by Natal. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. Looking for content a little more sophisticated than cat memes in your feed? Connect with us on social media at TDIHC Podcast. And if you would like to write me a letter, 
you can scan it, turn it into a PDF, and send it to us via email at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.